Welcome to my podcast, guys. If you are here to work on your relationship with your child, then you are for sure in the right space because you will always, always have to work on your relationship with yourself. And this is what I offer here on my podcast. So if you listen to my podcast and hear things that are completely are not obviously related to your son, listen on because whatever uh, you improve in your relationship with yourself will automatically improve your all of your relationships, including with your son. So welcome and enjoy. How's it going? Today's podcast is, is inspired by my recent breakthrough in the field of loving yourself. Um, and if you have been on the same journey, similar journey, like I have to love myself more, this might um, resonate this story. So part of, uh, this is what I've been kind of learning, you know, part of loving yourself is loving all the parts of you. And that includes the parts of you that you don't like, or you wish that weren't there, which is a bit challenging, pretty hard. Some parts I haven't been able to love at all. I, I mean, how can you go from liking or not liking those parts, really not liking them, being frustrated by those parts being there to loving them? That's a pretty big jump. And so this is where I had this breakthrough. I was in a shower and I realized that one way of loving you those parts of yourself that you don't like could look like just expecting them to be there. So you're not necessarily going to be over the moon that they're there. You're not going to feel like this love feeling and this fuzzy feeling. But another way of loving them could be just expecting that they are there and not being surprised that they're still there. You know, you know how we like, for example, if we want to lose weight, right? And if we um, have like some extra weight on our on our waist or whatever and we uh, say uh, eat well for a day or a week and then we look at a mirror and we still see it there and we're like oh damn it's still there we're kind of disappointed so in, in not like that right we don't want to be um, like oh yeah I love it but uh, I want it gone no we have to um, expect it to be there without wanting it to be gone right so that can be pretty hard if you're judging those parts of you that are uh, that you don't like so I'll give you my two of my examples that uh, this is how I learned so I have this thing in my head about PMS right the premenstrual syndrome uh, that it's there. I have it in my head that it's there, and I have it pretty bad. And when I have PMS, I'm this monster, and I'm super irritable, and blah blah blah. And the reason why I say say that I have it in my head is that because when I tell my mom that I have it, she's like, "What is that?" <laughs> because in our Russian culture, we did not grow up with that concept. Uh, maybe because it wasn't spoken of that much or like it was just not a thing. Like it, there was no such thing as you have some sort of premenstrual syndrome or you have some sort of bad mood and it's because you're uh, a week away from your uh, period. It was not, not such a thing. But because I grew up halfway here in Canada, when I came here, I uh, was a teenager. So 
I got that in my head and it kind of stuck pretty hard. And every time I'm grumpy, I'm always check what time of the month it is. And I think, oh, oh, it's because of my PMS, right? And and that kind of has allowed me to be the victim of the PMS. Oh, well, I'm super grumpy because I have PMS, right? Oh, I'm in a bad mood or I'm irritable because of all that. <clears throat> But of course, as I am coaching myself and am learning that my feelings are created by my thoughts and not by some you know, external thing, not by some made-up concept in my head that I believe, I realize that um, PMS is just a thing that I believe and it's not really real. So I kind of, uh, but it, uh, I um, made a list of things that qualify as PMS for me, right? Anxious, irritable, annoyed, angry, restless, dissatisfied, rushed. So if I'm experiencing any of these feelings, I think, oh my gosh, I have PMS. And because I labeled it as PMS, I think, oh, there's nothing I can do about it because it's just hormones, right? Which is not helpful, which just keeps me stuck in the victim mentality. It keeps me stuck feeling frustrated and angry. And here's the other thing, right? Here's the moment where you have a choice of how you will react to those feelings, to that package of PMS. And I want to offer you a way to be more happy, and that's how I am practicing it and, and applying it. So you can... Take that PMS, the package of irritability, and you can be frustrated about it. You can be upset. Oh, I have PMS, right? You can complain. You can be annoyed with it. You can be disappointed in it, right? All the things. So you basically what you would be doing is that you could be compounding it with more of the same flavor of frustration, right? Not only you are feeling irritated and annoyed, but now you are annoyed with feeling annoyed, which only creates more misery in your own life. Not fun, right? So how to be more happy is simply a skill of being happy with being unhappy. Okay, so you have PMS, let's, let's call them PMS. Let's buy into that idea that you have PMS. Or another way of calling it is just the, the negative 50% of being human. So all the human emotion that's not feeling good is just part of being human for all the human beings, not only women, all the people. So if you have those emotions that don't feel good, you can practice being okay with them and that will not compound them. That will make your life happier if you are at peace with those emotions, right? So now back to my original thought is you don't have to love being annoyed. You don't have to love having PMS, quote, quote quotation marks. You don't have to love the negative part of being human being all you can do as a first step is expect it to be there, which is can be really challenging because you can think, oh, yeah, 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 I expect it to be there. And then you feel good, and then you go on with your life, and then next week you are annoyed and frustrated and you forgot that you expect it to be there 
you haven't practiced that expectation enough. And sure enough, you're caught off guard that you're having these emotions and you are upset that you're having them. So you are disappointed. So then you're compounding, right? So that that is when the opportunity for you comes up to pause, acknowledge, oh, I am annoyed. Oh, I am irritable. I am upset. And then tell yourself, oh, I expected those things to be here. Right. So as you practice that expectation and don't make it a problem that they're there, right? That's the, I guess that's the really big piece that I should mention. It's not a problem that they're there should be there. Right. Then you can allow from that point when you really are at peace with it being there, you expected it to be there, it's there. It arrived, you're feeling it, and you're at peace with it. From that point, you have a lot more access to more loving feelings if you choose to, but you don't have to, right? And so the example with yourself, uh, you might still be tempted to think, well, I can change, right? I can think better thoughts, I can prevent this, I can be more positive person, blah, blah, blah. And so you can be tempted to think that you can control it, that you can eliminate all negative emotion. But I want to tell you that you can't because you're human. And you can try, but um, I don't want you to expect it to never be there, right? And the another example I want to give you is about somebody else in your life that you can't control, okay? So if you cannot control the other person... And they, like any, any person in your life, if they must, might have something that they do that bugs you. So imagine that one person. An easy example could be with your husband or your wife or your kids. For me, it really worked with my husband um, specifically because I practiced it. Um, there was something that he would do that I, bugged me. And I would... Um, think like, oh, you know, he shouldn't be doing that. And then I gave myself a perspective of, okay, if my husband wasn't there, if I did not have a husband, then that means I wouldn't have this thing that he does. He wouldn't be doing that thing. So the deal is he can either be here and do that thing that I don't like or not be here, right? So then I would choose him being there, but I have no control over him doing that thing. So I have to accept him doing that thing that I don't like. So, you know, that's another way of saying, okay, I have to love him doing that thing that I don't like. And I don't want to love it, right? I don't like it already. But another way of loving it is for me to just expect it to be there and to know that that thing being there means that I have a husband. So notice how I gave it a different meaning, right? I gave it a meaning that if that thing that bugs me is there, then that means I have a husband, which I want, right? So I kind of use that point that I don't like and I used it to support the fact that I want a husband and I like the husband, right? So, because I can't control, I can't control it. I can't change that part that he does. I mean, I've tried, right? If I could have changed it, I, I would have. We've all been there, right? If we, if we can't, 
can change the other person, we would have changed them already. But we can't. So then we try other things. Okay, how can we work around this thing that I don't like? And so this is where that expectation comes. I like having a husband, so I expect that thing to be there that I don't like. And that in itself feels really good because that means I have a husband. That means I know what to expect. Like I feel like I know him really well. And it's familiar. Every time the thing happens or he does whatever, then I feel like, oh, well, I know this is supposed to happen. He's supposed to do this. I expected this. And this familiarity gives me comfort that... I, it's predictable. It's familiar. I know what will happen, right? I can't change it, but I will uh, expect it to be there. And that's, I think that's another form of love that you, we can all practice. And I'm sure you guys already, as, as all of us do, have practiced that with like distant relatives, right? That you don't see and they do that thing that bugs you, but it's also kind of funny and it's cute. And if you don't see them for too much, it doesn't bug you too much, right? You kind of expect it to be there. You expect them to do that one thing, right? Um, and so I want you to like find those examples in your life where you have gotten used to it, right? Or your boss, if your boss does something that you don't like, but you know he will do it, you just expect it to be there, right? Now, then notice, do you have any judgment around him doing that? If you do, it's completely optional. The only person who you're hurting with that judgment is yourself. So you can expect him to do that thing and not judge it and not be frustrated about it. Or, and, or you can expect it to be there and be delighted that you can predict what he's going to do. Right? That's totally optional. So the way to be more happy or happier more of the time is to not be frustrated that you're frustrated, to not be frustrated when you are feeling negative emotion. When you, if you are bought into the idea of a PMS like I am, then I invite you to expect the PMS to be there. I actually think uh, you know, having the label of PMS can be very useful because you can lump up all the negative emotion you're feeling in your life into it and try to make friends with it. Try to expect it to be there, right? Make it your friend, you know, don't make it your enemy. Practice expecting it and allowing it and noticing it. And it is a practice that uh, can help you love those parts of yourself that you are struggling with. So there you go. How to love your PMS, how to be more happy. Simply just expect the negativity. Expect it there. Don't judge it. Just be like, all right, there it is. Of course it's there. It's not a problem. I've expected it here. I knew it's coming. It's just there, right? It's kind of like... You know, it's kind of like that family member, that extended family member that you don't like, that you can't get rid of, but they're there and it's fine. It's not a problem. It's just part of life, right? But it is just part of you and it's just there and it's not a problem. That's a skill. Practice it. Okay, guys, I hope you, this, my experience with my PMS has been helpful to you. And remember, loving doesn't have to be 
lovey-dovey. It can be simply an expectation of something. Okay? All right. Have a great week. Bye.